Hey everybody, this is Alina with the Real Wear Think Tank podcast. I'm really excited to come on again today. We are talking about all things business and tech news. So you can find us on LinkedIn at Real Wear LLC. You can find us on Twitter at Ali Debachi, Facebook at Real Wear US, and our website, realwear.com. If you want to listen to any of the other podcasts, we do one every other Friday. In today's podcast, we're going to be discussing technology and is it really the problem for your business as a whole? So, hey, Ali, how are you doing today? I'm good, Alina. How are you? I'm good. So I think my first question in this topic is, isn't technology baked into everything when you're starting a business from how you communicate with your customers, the quality of your product when it's online, the quality of the client's experience as a whole, employees, productivity, all of it. Isn't it a part of everything? Yeah, I mean, it. it is, uh, your, your perception is that, that you need to have some technology to do everything. Mm-hmm. I think that the most important thing is to start looking at um, what can you do to actually do things and not have a blocker because of technology. Uh, let me take one step back. I think in 20 years of providing general consulting, strategy consulting, and um, you know turnaround work, I get this a lot. I hear a lot of times, oh, our platform can't do it. Oh, our technology can't do it. Oh, the technology team is the problem. Oh, it's always the technology guys or team. And I have to tell you that more times than not, that isn't the problem. It's it's perceived as a boogeyman. It's an easy thing to blame because most people don't really understand what happens behind the curtain when it comes to the technology teams. Most people don't really get a, have a handle on what's really going on. So it's a super easy thing to blame because everyone has some experience where re- it really was the technology that was causing the problem. So they're like, oh, yeah, I mean, yes, I agree. But once you start digging in and you start looking at it, particularly in the stages of clients, so the smaller the business, the less important technology should be. You should be able to communicate with your clients. You should be able to execute your business. You should be able to deal with things regardless of the platforms you've selected. I would tell you now that if you're in any business, small business in particular, and you don't have a tool that's already available for you to get what you need done, then probably you're you're barking up the wrong tree when you think that technology is the reason why you're not being successful. So it is baked. So think about to break down what you said, employees. So you need pay, you need to be able to do payroll. You need to be able to write checks. You need to be able to manage your customer marketing and advertising. Just think about things a little while ago. You know, we may have decided now that we have to have technology because we have to do digital marketing and we have to do growth and we have to have a payroll system and direct deposit. And we have to, you don't really have to have these things, right? The issue is that you need to get your business under, under in order. You need to get your model and how you're going to have a sustainable business first and then decide where you're going to apply technology to support, uh, let's say, growth or customer experience or other things, it shouldn't be the the reason why you can't move forward. I I thoroughly believe that technology is not the reason why most businesses are are, um, having struggles today. It's usually something else. It's usually culture or lack of skill sets. Process is not in place that needs to be there in order to be repeatable and to deliver a quality experience, both internally and externally. And then finally, product, which is, is your, does your product actually define and meet the needs of your customer? And, and are the products you may be using to help you run your business, are they actually helping you run your business? 
Uh, so that's kind of the totality of your question. Yes, technology can be part of everything, but ask yourself, does it really need to be? Is it really adding value? You know, all the different platforms you may be using every day. Okay, so that makes sense. So let's break down what you said is sometimes our problems that is not technology. So for example, when you have employees and you're making sure that they're being productive and things are getting done, what is your suggestion besides tech to get those things done, keeping things on task? Yeah, so I have a, I, pr I probably have a pretty heavy contrarian view on technology's mm -hmm. impact on actually getting things done. Right. Um, I don't honestly feel like it, it does provide anything new when it comes to getting things done. You know, it does provide the ability to drive additional hierarchy. It does provide the ability to drive what a lot of people like to call transparency or visibility or, you know, these things that tend to be a top-down view of the work that needs to be done. Most technology doesn't actually help people, especially when you talk about task-based work or knowledge-based work. It just kind of adds another layer of things they need to do in order to show their work. You know, remember that in school, show your work, show your work. This is another way of showing your work. What I think is much more useful is structured process. So if you, as a leader, have designed a process, communicated that, again, huge one is communication. You know, I, I think that that's something that leaders need to do more of. They need to be listening. You know, when I think about communication, it's not just push, but, you know, listening. Like it's the pull side where you're listening and, and really listening, not just hearing, you know, listening and understanding what people are saying, but aggregating all of that information and then making sure it's available in a way that is usable by the people who need to use it. You know, that's a big right. difference. I think a lot of people think that because they've been doing something a certain way for a long time, that it's just, you know, you, you, you think it's easy, but the communication part is really making sure that the, the other person who comes on, who may be new or hasn't been doing that can pick it up and run with it from that point forward. I think there's three kind of stages to this. You have engaging people, educating them, and then the execution follows, right? So you engage them by making it accessible, making the information accessible, the task accessible. You educate based on what I just said, by communicating, whether it's written, whether it's walkthroughs, whether it's pair work, what, whatever it might be. And then they can execute after that because everybody wants to do a good job. I thoroughly believe there isn't a single person out there that intentionally wants to fail at what you put in front of them. So if they're failing, you need to look back at yourself as a leader. And it isn't the systems. It isn't the, I'm sorry, it isn't the bits and bytes systems. It isn't the electrical systems. It isn't, it's the systems, the human systems that are causing that failure in most cases, which is frankly, one of the, you know, one of the things that you really should be focused on anyway, uh, as a leader is, is that, is the, is the human systems. And the other stuff just kind of fills in after that to drive efficiency and productivity and repeatability, et cetera. Okay. That was a lot of information. Hold on. <laughs> Yeah, that's some, some really good information. So when it comes down to the other human aspect of it, the actual client itself, who you're trying to produce for, when it isn't a technological issue, what do you think other blockages are that people hit in their companies? What other roadblocks do you think come up often? So I don't, I, I want to be clear that I, I think that this technology excuse typically is around not being able to do something. Like someone will say, okay. we can't that timeline because of this tech okay. thing, tech reason. Or so part of, I mean, we're a tech company, right? So of course, technology is part of what we deliver to our customers. So of course, mm -hmm. it's the technology, but that is not the reason why 
we cannot succeed. So the idea is that I, I hear a lot of this as an excuse, right? Or a barrier to driving additional success. So let's just, okay. I, maybe I wasn't clear about that in the beginning. So depending on the type of business you're in, technology is like a hammer, right? Mm-hmm. You've got to pick up the hammer and you got to use the hammer, but it's not the hammer's fault if you miss the nail, right? It's not the hammer's fault. You didn't plan properly. You didn't have the right direction. You didn't have the right focus. You didn't, you missed the nail. So that's, I think that is a key element here is to understand that the technology is just a tool and you have to pick the right hammer. Like you don't want to use a sledgehammer to pound in a finishing nail, right? Yes. If you put a <laughs> hole in the finishing, if you in the wood, that's your fault. You picked the wrong tool and forced it into that situation. Okay. It's not its fault, right? So the idea here is that there's a lot of ways to abrogate responsibility, to shift responsibility from yourself or your team to something else. And what I find most of the time is that technology is the reason why people are, they, they say that it's the platform or it's this or that. And that's not really the case. I was talking to some people recently and, and they, they were talking about technology as their problem. And I said, listen, you know, the bottom line is you guys need to get a better sense of the business model. You need to get a better sense of what you're trying to accomplish. You know, what happened before there was a Shopify in the world? People were still selling mm-hmm. product, right? People still had yeah. retail stores. People like, yes, the trend is what it is, but you can still operate without having all the trappings, right? You don't need to have a fully built out technology stack to prove your business works, mm-hmm. right? So that's all I'm getting at is sometimes, yeah. So if you're an architect, you need, you know, draw, you need drafting software. If you're, if you're building okay. things, you need CAD software. There's certain things that are just core tools. We need to have tools to build platforms, you know, but those aren't the reason why let's say we're late. If we, if we were late, okay. you know, that, that's what I'm getting at is you need to take a step back, take a, take a step back and kind of look at the things and say, you know, what is it really that caused this problem? What decision did we make or didn't make, which is more often the case? What decision did we push down the line and choose to ignore that could have solved this problem, right? That we could have come up with a better way to do it. That's my point uh, to be to be clear, because I'm sure a lot of people who might listen to this will say, well, we need X platform and Y platform yes, and Z platform. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. But they're not the reasons why the platform itself is just doing what you told it to do. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. That so provided if you told a lot it more to clarity. Do, yeah. If you told it to do the wrong thing or didn't use it properly, how can it be the platform's problem? Right. Okay. Yeah. That made a lot more sense because I think I was coming at it in a completely different way than what you were meaning it to be. So what you're saying is that, yes, you need technology, but the way that you use the tool is the actual issue, not the tool itself, which makes much more sense. So, well, let's be careful because you kind of said, yes, you need technology. And my point is, if you need technology, okay, right, there are (laughs) lots of businesses you can run today. You can start today that you don't like, you can take orders on a piece of paper and still deliver product. Why do you need tech? Yes. If you're just starting out, you're just testing. The first thing, like the, I think the another, another huge point here is the first thing you spend money on and effort on should not be standing up a platform unless that's a requirement, right? So again, if you're trying to sell online, you need a, you need a shopping cart, you need a website. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, if you're trying to start a business offline in, on Main Street and your objective is to sell direct to people, retail okay you need you need you need a website eventually but do you wait to have a website to open your store no right no you get out there and you start 
you start figuring out if you're on the right track, if you're meeting the right customer demands, et cetera. So technology is an if, not a must. Okay. But when it is required, it's just a tool. And I think there's enough tech out there today, like there's so much tech out there today mm -hmm. that it is not the reason why you're not reaching your goals. Okay. Okay. Yes, that, that makes sense. So when you're trying to reach your goals, depending on what they are, do you have a method or any tips that you use to kind of go through that goal setting, whether it's, you know, the planning, the execution? I know you spoke a little bit on it with the three E's, but. Yes, we, we always start with customer focus goals. So out customer outcomes. Why do you think a customer wants to do business with you? What are the reasons? What are the real reasons? Where's the value that you're delivering to the customer first? You must mm -hmm. understand that, right? Why do they choose to work with you or will they choose to work with you if it's a new business versus working with someone else or buying from someone else or, you know, uh, engaging with someone else? That's number one. You have to understand that and you have to have some conviction around that. Then once you understand that, you can then start building your outcomes to map to those outcomes for the, from the customer. And now you're aligned, right? I think a lot of businesses today, they miss that alignment. They like to talk a lot about, oh, we're customer focused, we're customer driven, et cetera, but their internal goals, and you can look at their internal measures, their internal KPIs, et cetera, they're all focused around their own goals. They're not really aligned with the customer's goals or the customer why or value. So first align yourself with the customer. You can never go astray if you truly understand your customer value. And then once you understand those goals and outcomes, then you can start looking at how do we get there? Do, we, do I have the people to get there? First, number one, do I have the people? Number two, do I have the process? Number three, do I have the product? Now, product, uh, and then I, I could break product into two, my product to the customer, and then products we won't need in order to deliver to the customer. That's fundamental. If you don't have a clear picture of any of that, then I don't know how you're going to plan anything else. I don't know how anything else you put in front of you as a measurement of your success has any real, is related at all to the actual uh, impacts you're having on the market. Yeah. Okay. So just to reiterate that it's people process products, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the product is based on what you're giving your clients and then also what you need in order to give that best possible product to your clients. Correct. Okay. So how would you go about finding that information? Is there like a step-by-step -step process? Are you just outreaching and trying to find that client and what they need, asking questions? What are the steps to getting that information and clearing that up? Well, I mean, there is no, I wish I could say, oh, here's the magic formula to figure this <laughs> out, but you really have to understand. First of all, you're just, you're defining. So let's take a startup versus a business that's already mm -hmm. operating. If you're already in business and you already have customers, pick up the phone and ask your customers, okay. why do you work with us? Why, why are we your choice? It's a simple question. They will answer that question, right? They will say, you know, these are the things you're doing for us that are important to us. This is, these are the things that help us achieve our goals. If you're a startup and you don't know yet, you don't have any customers yet, you're going to have to kind of figure that out a little bit. And first thing you'll have to do is define who you think your customer is. And then go talk to some people like that. There's nothing that beats getting out there and having these conversations because you will see for, through another person's eyes, which you really can't do yourself unless you are your target customer. And then still, even I would say, take your personal point of view and put it on the line by asking other people if they feel the mm -hmm. same way about it. Uh, this is the most, this is so important that 
you have you got to do this. I mean, if you're especially if you're getting ready to take this entrepreneurial leap yourself, if you're willing to take that risk and you've gotten yourself to the point where you're ready to jump out there and do that, then I highly recommend that you go out and talk to some folks who would have the same set of uh, requirements that you think. Who are those people? You know, are you building a business for people who are working in a certain industry? Go talk to those people. Are you building a business for people's leisure time? Go talk to some people. Talk to people. Communicate. You. I said this early on, right? Communication is the key. And the more of that you do, the more you will inform the, the thing that you're trying to achieve. And I'm sure you'll find some things that make sense, that you match up with your thinking. And I'm sure you'll be surprised a few times. And by doing this, you will, you will have a better grounding in how to organize yourself around achieving that. And through achieving those and setting your milestones and your, your I'm sorry, your benchmarks and your goals to be aligned with that, you're going to be meeting those needs in an even better way uh, going forward. Awesome. So I think that's all the questions I had for technology as it not being a problem. When is technology actually a problem? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, when is that (laughs) a Uh, usable excuse? Interesting. So, so first of all, I would say it's probably never a usable excuse just because I'm not a fan of excuses, but I would say uh, you really do need to look like, again, if you go through the people and you, 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 you check the boxes and you say, you know what, we have a great team. Everybody understands what's going on. I've done a really good job communicating what our goals are. We have good customer satisfaction. We have our process down every time we ship a widget or every time we deliver a service, we're on time. It's, it's meeting our clients needs. And then you start looking at, are we, can we do better? You know, if you start looking at that, can we do better? Can we talk to more people? Can we out? Can we reach more people? How can we grow? That's when you can start looking at the technology that you have and start saying, well, maybe this hammer is not the right size anymore. Maybe we need a different hammer. Uh, maybe we need to have a more robust toolbox. Maybe we need a screwdriver. We need a set of pliers. And how do we put all that in one box? I think the biggest thing that's happening right now that we're not a big fan of and that we are pretty outspoken about is this constellation approach, which is you go out and you get all these point solutions for all these different problems because the software industry really wants you to believe that you know you need a point solution for everything. And then you try to make all that work together again. And that is where it all becomes more friction. You have all this extra effort required to take these tools you thought maybe as a, as a one-off was working fine, but now when you try to get a broader, more strategic view, you're starting to run into problems. So that's when I think that the technology becomes a problem because now you've gone ahead and put too much responsibility in the technology. The technology should simply just facilitate what you're already trying to do. And as long as that's the case and you manage some, some methodology in order to bring that data back in, bring that result back in, I think you're, you'll be fine. So one of the problems that we're working on right now is a framework to sort of solve this constellation problem. And it's not something we're ready to announce at this point, but it, we do believe it's a big enough problem uh, that the value of the data is diminished tremendously. The ability to, to do something with it, right? You create all this data and you can't really analyze it. You can't really easily make sense of it. It's not actionable. It's just a mountain of stuff that you you might, you know, you might take some time occasionally to look at, but if it's not informing your process as you create more and more of it, as you engage more and more with it, then what is it really providing for you, right? So I think that part of the issue is proliferation of technologies, right? You just keep adding more and more and more. So it becomes harder and harder to manage. It's not as easy as it looks. A lot of it tends to make it sound like it's super easy, that you could just give them a credit card and your problems will be solved. 
I'm, I guarantee you there are no silver bullets out there. And you have to approach every new technology initiative. So, hey, we want to buy product A, product B, integrate B and C with a plan. That, that's, I think, the most important. Take your outcomes, take your customer value, take your outcomes, look at the tools, figure out how is that going to make this better? How is using that tool mm-hmm. going to make our outcomes easier, faster, higher quality so that we deliver more value to the customer? Uh, or can deliver the same value to more customers. That's the, that's the decision maker that I think a lot of people forget about. They start focusing on the problem, very much focused on the problem, and they're not looking at the broader picture. I like to call it, you know, look at, you know, take a pebble, you, you focus on dropping the pebble in the water, and you solve the pebble problem, and then you don't see the ripples that are way out at the edge, which are causing even bigger problems for everyone else around you, because now you've chosen something that doesn't work or doesn't fit or, you know, adds more complexity where you didn't need complexity. Yeah, that, that's when technology can, can exacerbate the problem, right? I think that mm-hmm. technology can just as easily as it can make you more efficient, it can add a ton of drag if you don't mm-hmm. implement it, if you don't implement it correctly. All right. So just before we close today, Constellations... What you're meaning by that is having multiple different applications to do little pieces of the business rather than having one or two for the whole. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. The constellation problem, when I talk about that is go look around your business. If you've been around enough, you're going to have like, I don't know, seven, eight, 10 different SaaS platforms all doing Mm -hmm. different things. Okay. (laughs) And in a lot of cases, they're not talking to each other. You're trying to pull Mm -hmm. them together in spreadsheets or you're trying to pull them together in whatever it is, or you're, or even worse, you're trying to look at them individually and then trying to bring it all together into some sort of make some sense out of it. So, and it gets for every additional one that you add, the problem becomes exponentially worse. It's not linear, right? Okay. Because now you might have five systems and you add another one and you need a little bit of data from this one and a little bit of data from that one and a little bit of data from this one. And then you might add a sixth one that's supposed to solve all that prob- those problems, like integration problems. And then you have to figure out how to use that tool. And then sometimes okay. that tool doesn't work. So that's the constellation problem is it's never just one tool. Mm-hmm. It always starts to balloon out because these tools are so hyper-focused that they don't give you everything you need. They'll solve an itch, but they won't solve this. The source of the itch is really what it comes okay, to. Okay, good. I just wanted to clarify that before I moved yeah. on. Okay. So do you have anything, any other comments about this topic that you want to bring up before we close today? Well, I think that's a lot of information. What, one of the things I would suggest is building a decision framework. So when you start to look at, you know, should we do X, should we do Y, whether it's a technology or not, having some sort of decision framework, which always keeps your customer in focus. You know, what are the customer values that we know we're delivering? And by the way, those could change over time. So don't just do it once. I would say revisit it, maybe semi-annually, have some additional conversations. And these don't have to be, just on a side note, these don't have to be like formal discussions. You could be on the on the phone with a client that's been with you for a little while, and you just kind of have a general talk with them. Uh, You can just ask the question about how you're doing, how are things going in their business? How are you serving that need? It doesn't have to be formalized like, hey, we want to ask you about because a lot of clients could become a little bit less could become hesitant about something that's, you know, more probing. But if you just make it part of your, you know, regular discussions with your clients, then I think that's uh, an easier way to get it. But I would say decision framework, very important customer value, your outcomes, you want to revisit that as well. But you should have this be clear. And you should be able to communicate it to your team clearly. There should be no doubt. And then everyone should be structured around those elements. And then, and then technology, 
becomes a hammer again and not the boogeyman. Like technology gets changed from the boogeyman and the problem and the friction and the thing that's always a pain in the neck to a tool that everyone can get around and, and execute with for, you know, and that's, that's the super important is that the, the sum here is if you, if every, if your company or you are blaming technology, you need to look elsewhere in most cases in 20 years, it's rarely ever been the technology that was the problem. It was always some other fundamental issue around the people or the process and people with communications, you know, engage, educate, execute, right? You got to understand all of that. And frankly, if you're having issues with that, you know, you can reach out to us. We have a framework to help go through this process and, you know, we're happy to share it. So just reach out uh, in any of the channels that Alina has mentioned earlier, and we're happy to help, you know, anyone get an understanding of what this might look like for them. Great. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ali. Thanks everyone for listening today to the Real Worth Think Tank podcast. Today we discussed tech and why it isn't really the problem that you're having. You can find us on any of the following channels, LinkedIn at RealWear LLC, Twitter at Ali Debachi, Facebook at RealWear US, and our website RealWear.com. And you can also listen to all of our other podcasts that we've recorded uh, via all of your favorite podcast channels at the RealWear Think Tank podcast. Thanks so much, Ali. Thanks, Alina. Take care. Have a good one.